Visceralist Podcast. <clears throat> I believe this is episode one fifty-five. Okay, that sounds that sounds good. It's been a little while for reasons, good reasons. Yeah, some life events. Life happen. events. Um, but we're going to attempt to cover the entirety of um, season four of Succession. So we're going to get right into it. Um, but first, uh, Trifling and NYC. <laughs> it's our usual segment. So I have one that I wrote down in my notes. So I'm not going to say the name of this place. It's a Lower East Side um, restaurant uh-huh. that also shows games so they have tvs okay um yeah would you call it a sports bar restaurant did we did we watch lebron james win a playoff series there no that place okay doesn't sell food oh yeah correct um but we've been you and i've been there okay um but anyway i went there uh with uh the person i was dating at the time I believe for like just a, just a lunch, sort of a late lunch, just to kind of chill. Um, and this, the, the dude, so there was only like one person working there and he was behind the bar and also, Wait, and they serve food. So he's like running to the kitchen too. Yes. Impossible. Yes. And he was the most stressed out person I've, ever seen i I really hope that somebody that called out and that wasn't scheduled that way oh yeah okay sorry i should okay there was one person in the kitchen okay making the food and and then him and yes he was uh, a bunch of people had called out apparently okay i'd say this is like a sunday at like 1 p.m probably um but like everyone called out so he had to work the bar he was a server at tables and um yeah like running stuff from the kitchen and he was he was red-faced when we got there and i think (laughs) i think it was just from anger and it was weird because i've never encountered this in new york um i've like i've been to this place a number of times like i sort of know this guy we recognize each other uh-huh. Um, this bar bar restaurant is usually normal, but he was he like it. It was so weird because he had he was past the point where he cared about like showing the side of him to customers. Oh, okay. He was like, like if how to describe it? Like if he if he dropped a glass or something he would pick up another glass and slam it on the floor. Uh, he, <laughs> he, and I'm not making this up. At one point, uh, what? he banged his head against the wall in the kitchen. I don't think he saw we could see him, but I did sort of look around. He knocked his head into the wall out of frustration. Um, he was like cursing to himself, mm. not under his breath. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I immediately, I, like I felt 
like, and I was talking to the person I was with, so I didn't really pick up on this until like 30 minutes in or so. And we already ordered uh, like some food, but I was like, <laughs> oh shit. It's probably going to take a while for the food to come out. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, but I don't I really mean, have a choice. Part of me now. is surprised that he kept taking food orders. You know, it's like I feel like some people in that situation would just be like, "Kitchen's closed." He probably should have, <laughs> but he does. Like he doesn't. He's not really the boss. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's in a senior role if he's doing that, like sort of thing at all. But yeah, it, it was. It was among the more the most awkward moments i've ever been like i've ever encountered in a public place in new york yeah man that's when you always just feel like really bad for people in the service industry like damn yeah it's a stressful job even if a bar is adequately staffed or a restaurant Mm -hmm. so like he wasn't and he wasn't mean to us or really anybody he was, he was mean to himself, really. Mm. Um, and yeah, he he sort of like we like we asked him. It's like, dude, are you okay? Man? Like, you don't have like, please don't feel stressed about getting us our stuff quickly or rush. We're not in a rush. Like, it's all good. Um, and then he that's when he explained like um, like that just a bunch of people called out. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really awkward. Um, I definitely wanted to get out of there, Yeah, I could but see we that. did like, we got our, but then it's like, I don't want to offend him kind of cause so we got our food, we ate some of it and then yeah, we, we asked to get the tab and, and just leave. I don't I know if we gave a nice tip. Uh, yeah. I mean, we gave the normal, like I normally tip well, but, um, I mean, we didn't, we ate like 25% of our food and just left it. Mm -mm. And, you know, it's, I feel bad. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to go back there. Oh, why not? It was really jarring. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's probably won't happen again, but yeah, there are so many other options. Like, I don't know. Have you encountered anything where like someone's been like visibly freaking out while they're also like at a restaurant, like serving you? Like, um, nothing specific comes to mind, but I'm sure I'm sure it's happened before. Um, yeah, you always just feel like really bad for the person in that situation and you don't like it's real it's real touchy as a customer because then you feel like uh, almost (laughs) almost like you're a burden at that point and like you're kind of like just like in the way like uh so maybe i just won't ask for anything anymore like i see why you were just like uh, we'll just get out of here right like (laughs) yeah we don't need to to add to the list of this this guy's like task that he needs to deal with for the rest of his shift. Yeah. Um, felt, I definitely felt for him, but um, 
yeah, like he was like, I, I, I mean, go to the bathroom and yell or something, or go out back, or mm. take, a, take a. I think I suggested either, like, dude, just take a walk around the block. <laughs> That's a good one. I like to walk around the block. So yeah. Well, that's too bad. And I was thinking of getting my wedding catered um, by them too. So it's it's even bigger now. Um, uh, all right. Well, let's let's get to the main event. Succession, season four ended. It's the end of the series. I think they ended at the right time, though I will miss them. Um, I'll be very eager to see what the creator, Jesse Armstrong, does next. I'm sure he can do probably whatever he wants. Yeah, at, at this, this point. point. Um, probably most of the actors, too. Um, we'll be interested to see what Jeremy Strong does in particular. Uh, Sarah Snook as well. Um, she was pregnant towards the end of real life. And I guess oh, they sort okay. of wrote that in. But anyway, we'll get to that. So as we discussed, I think the best way to do it since we're covering the full season is going to be to... I have the Wikipedia page uh, of, of season four open. They have brief summaries of each episode. Uh, there's also full Wikipedia pages for each episode, but I'm not going to get into that. Wow. So just do a rundown. Anything that stands out in your mind from that as I read the description, I think is worth discussing because there's probably a reason that that's the thing you remember. Okay. Um, so we'll get it, get right into it. God, the first episode feels like it was so long ago, too. Yeah, it does. Um, but, okay, so episode one... It's six months after the end of the season three finale. And it's 48 hours before the Gojo acquisition. Um, Gojo! I'm not going to read this full thing, but uh, this is when they were trying again to buy out Pierce. Um, and apparently Kendall... Shiv and Rome have put together some sort of company and are making competing offers with Logan's crew, which includes Tom uh, and I guess Waystar. So yeah, wasn't wasn't when they called the the hundred? The or was that the name of the news group? Okay, that was that. So the thing that stands out for me the most is. I was really confused. Even thinking back on this, I don't remember this episode that well, but I'm like, what is this thing that they formed their own company? Like, I get it six months later, but like, okay, so they're all united because Tom stabbed Shiv at the back. Okay. Right. They formed a company. It's unclear exactly what they do. I caught vibes of like the Valter stuff with this new thing that they were trying to if, do. If it feels. It seemed like, like it they was going to really be Volter like, and then they wanted to right, and then with the with the buy of PGN, sort of in a, uh, I guess in a way, go head to head against their dad. Like it, it's it is very strange, but yeah, it seems like 
okay, you have this thing. Why on earth would you want to buy an old school PGN? Like PGN is like apparently some sort of like, I, I read that, um, I read it as like sort of like the New York, the family that owns the New York Times. Yeah, that's how I, I felt the same. And also, how do they have $10 billion to spend? Um, I do remember as part of that, I don't know what episode it was mentioned in, but um, they were counting on the proceeds from the Gojo sale as part of the money that they were bringing together. Okay, that makes sense. But still, like, if the Gojo sale, so they have shares, so that's their personal wealth, but that's still a lot. So it is it is a lot. Like that that was surprising that they're like, Oh yeah, we can They each would be but, putting in like probably the majority of their wealth. Yeah. Between the three this. of them, I think what what did they do? I, I don't remember if that was this episode, but that whole bidding war when they went up to like nine and a half billion or something. I think right? it was this episode. And then basically I think they between the three of them, they were gonna put out of that nine and a half, maybe like six or seven with just the three of them. And that, that was mind blowing. Like three of them have seven billion dollars. Yeah, it seemed like. I mean, I get that they're shook from what happened uh, at the end of season three, but like it just seems like bad business. It's yeah. shades of how Kendall was so cocky in the first part of season three. <laughs> um, he, he was. It and was, like, it's so foreshadowing good. to like. I hate to say it because I do really like Kendall as a character, but like he, I'm sorry, he's a loser. Yeah, man. Every time he tries to go hard, it blows up in his face. That's 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 the discussion I had. So I was talking with some people about what the predictions were, and like I was trying to get behind my man, my man Canvas. Like, you know, just like um. And somebody else said it in the show. Uh, it may have been Matson himself during one of those back and forth. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, like I'm gonna take take lessons from you, like three time <laughs> loser or whatever." He's, you know, he said some slick shit that was yeah. had me cracking up. But yeah, basically, like on the one hand, you respect Ken because he has the balls to like go for it, but he yeah. always loses. Always. Yeah, and it's surprising because he's clearly the smartest of the siblings. He has the experience with that company. Yeah. Um, he has the passion. But um, he just stays losing. Like, <laughs> like it is almost like God is like because he sets things up well and they end so spectacularly wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the finale has shades of when he tried to do the takeover in season one. Yep. In the, uh, uh, via a board, uh, a board vote. Um, so, yeah. So, so that's mine. What is, is you, did we cover yours from episode um, one? I was, so, what did you say the time difference? How much time this has passed? This is saying six months after uh, the season three finale. Okay, I think I was a little, um, I was, you know what can threw me off with this episode? Like, outside of the the PGN and this the numbers, the wild-ass numbers that were involved, and how high they were willing to go, was just like, where were they supposed to be? Were they, like, in California? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, they're globe hopping a little bit in this episode. I felt the same thing about the finale when they're in this tropical place all of a sudden. Um, oh yeah, that was. But just like... uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I did I did like I think it was this episode where basically he like Logan just got real irritated and was like, well, cut off their access to the private jets, and then they show up at the, at the runway and they're like, nah, you guys can't get on. <laughs> you can't sit here. They're like, what? <laughs> like that that really cracked me up. Um just how petty everybody started getting. But um but uh, yeah, like I was surprised with I was actually I was surprised with the amount of money, but happy that they were all like together and kind yeah. of just like out of that orbit. But then they were initially out of the orbit, but right. Then once they started talking about PGN and then going against whatever, sometimes they call them like the big guy or whatever. It's just like, oh man, these, these kids just can't, they can't, they can't go away. And I think you and I have talked about it. Like, why can't they just take their money and go away? Yeah. Why, why not? Why can't you go do anything else with your billions of dollars yeah i mean it's interesting too that shiv would want to be so involved like they set her up as being involved in politics for like the first two seasons so i mean that is tangentially related to the family business i guess but um yeah it's like ken could start his own thing on his own uh he definitely doesn't need roman or shiv right i mean Taking if you if he had never done the um, you know publicly going against his dad, all that stuff, he could have just left and been like, "I'm just want to do my own thing," and yeah. he would have been fine. Um, I guess you know. Well, the the show's called Succession, so it has to be about them striving to right. So okay, cool. But I mean, them forming a like a company like I that, it's it's a joke like. It was yeah, it it was it was cool and it was kind of heartwarming, but you just know from from the history of them that no, that the three of them can't do anything together and be on the same page for a sustained period of time because yeah. they all uh, they all have their gripes with each other and their you know and their various histories and everyone thinks they're better than the other one, so they're not <laughs> they're not going to be able to work together yeah. as equals. All right, so episode two, um, more on the stuff at the Gojo sale. Matson gets involved. Um, Kendall is trying to get involved with Sandy and Stewie. Logan comes to the karaoke bar. So this one I remember even less. Than Man, this was episode, episode one. two already. Yeah, Dang, this it was moving fast. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Like so much stuff like happens in each episode. Like I would be like. God damn! Like it seemed like a mm-hmm. mic drop moment, and then I I would I would mouse over <laughs> my laptop. It'd be like, damn, there's 30 minutes left. Oh, real real quick, does this article you're reading? Um, does it? I was trying to figure out the um the total amount of time that this season this season seemed like it was like took place within like a 14 day period. I think so. I think so because the funeral wasn't until episode nine. Yeah. And that presumably would happen within, I mean, a month tops. 
yeah, it was it was quick. The, yeah, the funeral was pretty quick. No, it wouldn't be a month. Oh, Logan's wait. funeral. Can you hear this? Within, yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hearing this? Setting off car alarms. <laughs> Got that vroom vrooms going outside, huh? Now yeah, summer in the city. Um. So yeah. So if I had to pick my standout memory from this, it would be. Logan showing up at a karaoke bar, and oh, like, yeah. the fact that he knew which room they were in somehow, and he just rolls in and is like, "Hey, what the oh. fuck are you doing?" I think somebody there told them. Probably Connor. I think Connor told them where they were. Oh, okay. Well, that's when he said, "You guys are not serious." Yeah, that was good. That that was the best. But that that whole ending was the best for me, where he told them they weren't serious people. And Connor is just like, you guys are too worried about having him love you when I just learned how to survive without love. And I was like, damn, Connor. Oh, was that that episode too? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That line. <laughs> that, his little speech there, man, that hit me because yeah. he's totally right. Um, what he, I mean, caveat all this by saying they've been fabulously wealthy their entire life, those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the as far as the emotional trauma that they've been through yeah it's connor sort of like being like yeah i i know that you guys think i'm a joke you don't know what i've had to do to deal with my life my right emotions day to day like i got past that a long time ago you guys are the ones who <laughs> and they and you know what like I guess it, it really does show too in the just the way Connor behaves because they treat him like shit. Yeah. Like they all showed up hours late to his engagement party. That yeah. this was the engagement party too. They like barely made it there. Yeah. And it's like you're some dickheads, man. They they really treat him like shit. Yeah, I mean it is hard to take him seriously in some ways, but like when he, he does let the mask drop at, at Time time like in like in the next episode when um he asks uh Willa like is you know is this about money uh-huh. and she like I read a review of this episode where it's like you could sort of see her about to lie but then she's just like some of it is yeah and he's like that's okay and this is a comfortable lifestyle he 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 offers you, you know, like, and you know, it's probably is for him too. I mean, she's beautiful. Um, she listens to him. She seems like she sort of cares about his campaign. I mean, by the end, they probably had the best relationship, couple relationship out of anybody on the show. Uh, definitely better than Tom and Shiv. Yeah. And, and Kendall and Rava. Oh dear God. I mean, oh. at that point, Rome and Jerry's relationship might have been better than Kendall and <laughs> uh, But let's get to man. episode three, Connor's wedding, um, the episode where Logan dies. This, I, I was texting uh, with the group chat, and I said, this this now might be the best show of all time. And this might be the best episode. Mm. 
Um, and my feeling on that is mostly because of the way that they portrayed the shock of finding out that someone died unexpectedly and how each of the children dealt with that um, in their own way. Um, and yeah, it was, it was so real, still very like, you know, stuff doesn't have to be real. It's a show that's supposed to be entertaining, but like on that level as well, very compelling that they killed him off uh, on episode three of a 10 episode season. Um, and in such a random way, very random, like the, <clears throat> what are they? I don't know. I feel like there's a phrase that I don't know that, that kind of describes it, but like this, um, the off screen death, I don't know. It, I feel like it's something. That, yeah. Um, yeah. But like, it's, it's weird for such a, for me, it was strange for such a main character for not to have like any kind of death scene. It's just like, Oh, he's dead. I mean, I love that they did it that way, to, to be honest, <laughs> uh, without any pomp and circumstance. Um, and I guess the thing that stood out for me the most is like Tom putting the phone up to yeah. uh, Logan, dead Logan's ear when he knows he's dead, but unable to say it to any of the children. And like, I think he might be able to hear you if you want to say your last words. Yeah. Um, the acting masterclass from everybody. Um, yeah, it's uh, Tom dealing with like, you can see his face like, fuck. I chose, I chose this horse. He's dead. Uh-huh. Uh, kids are obvious successors. He's like, I'm so married to one. (laughs) So what was your standout moment from this? Um, This one kind of, I guess this episode kind of bleeds all together for me um, because that death scene just seemed like, not, it didn't drag out, but it just took up like the entire episode. Like there was, there was a beginning that was maybe like 10 minutes. Then it was like the death. And then it was like another 10 minutes. It felt like, um, it probably wasn't like exactly spaced out like that, but just, I think everything like the weird setting, it was Connor's wedding, you know, Connor went through with the wedding. And again, it was like the siblings again, disregarding them and putting Connor to the back. Like I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm like <laughs> Connor's yeah, champion right ride, now. Riding pretty they, hard for him. I know. <laughs> but they consistently it's like, no, we gotta deal with our dad's death. He's like, he's my dad too. <laughs> like, what, yeah, our what? dads. Us, yeah. us three. Right. That's how it always feels. Like and I just like, damn, i that's why I always just feel for Connor, but like you said, like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like, I learned how to live without love, so I can I can deal with this. But um, but yeah, like just I mean, Connor's everything about it was it was cracking me up in the beginning. Like the 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 mix of the comedy and the drama in this series, the balance and how they do yeah. it has been so like fucking impeccable yeah. all series long. And it's just I I don't know how they mix it all in, but like. From the be- like the beginning of this episode was hilarious, 
like just all about like who's coming on the boat when they're allowed to enter the boat like all, all of that stuff was cracking me up um what yeah. greg had to do like greg has been having a wedding on on the boat on a boat too like in the east river yeah, and like gonna be in front of the Statue of Liberty, and it's like gonna be this big publicity stunt. Like, like everything about it was just like, oh man, Connor, come on, man. I get, yeah. But, I guess is he? Yeah, he still has political ambitions. Yeah, so he's still in, right. He was still in his presidential run. It would make it sort of notable, I suppose. Mm-hmm. He needed to drum up some stuff, but for for me, yeah, that that scene where they're there and then fine shit fine shit where is she like that um i guess it was just like one long shot too it, yeah um, yeah with I remember multiple that. cameras yeah. and they they just like figured it out like that and the funeral which we'll get to the funeral one but that one too with just multiple cameras placed that one i did watch the behind the scenes thing that comes on after oh that cool. one was definitely multiple cameras so they couldn't see so the cameras don't see each other and they just ran it one long take several it, well, times. So you're saying to make it look like it was one take? Because if there's yes. multiple cameras, they. Be- I, I see what you're saying, right? So, but they did. They were. I, great question. So I don't know how they did the editing, but they did do. It was because he wanted. I guess the director of that one wanted the the actors to just be in it and experience it. So it was from start to finish. They just filmed it, and I think they did it maybe two, three times. Well, they did it more than once, but it was just like they did funeral start yeah, to finish. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Like you can set up cameras in multiple places and then have the cast run through like a five minute take instead of you know recording one actor's you know little thing. Yeah, cut. cut. Now we're gonna get a reverse you know like that um yeah but back but back to this one right so i i felt like that when they were finding out on the boat and that was just like very that was very emotional and then if you contrast that with the people on the private jet which there was there was some emotion but it's completely I, I don't think there was really emotion. It was just more yeah, like, all right, well, what are we doing now? Okay, who, we got to announce it. And, yeah. That's who Logan has surrounded himself now with now. And you see that, like, yeah, it's business people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his, I guess she's not his mistress since he's not really married at that point. But, uh, you know, Car- Ooh, was it Carrie? Um, yep, you got it. But I love uh, Carl saying... Anyone else want a drink? I, a little straight, a little straightener. <laughs> Carl. Yo, Carl, Carl was bringing it in this last season. I was like, okay, oh, Carl. He was, he was excellent. Straightener, man. That's someone who's he, he knows I mean, his way around, around the block. A, you know, like. uh, around the block. Yes. <laughs> um, well, let's let's move to episode four. Uh, it's titled. Honeymoon States. Um, oh, interesting. Which one is this? Was that where they went to the retreat? Yes. This is where they found that document where Logan named Kendall as a successor, but oh, it's sort okay. of crossed so out. This was, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That was so good. The zoom in on that page. Yeah, they showed like, that a bunch of times. Was it an underline or cross out? I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, the clear, like, he's not going to go back and underline it. Uh, right. Who goes back to underline? Mm, I want Kendall to really know that what I meant. Oh, Kendall. Um, yeah, like this, I, you know, I don't really remember this one that well either, but. Um, Is that the one where Connor offered to buy the apartment? Probably. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is like, you know, a little bit of fallout from the death. Um, and then like setting in like setting the chessboard pieces in terms of who's going to be taking over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember what else happened. All I remember is like the gathering at the place at the, uh, yeah, his, his apartment, his whatever, probably like, I believe tri- it's triplex or something. I believe it's this episode where, is this the episode where the plane lands and they go to meet? Oh, or is that the previous one? I guess it's. It may have been at the end of the. Was it the end of the? It last was the one? end of an episode. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm reading the summary. Yeah, okay, so it was the last one, not this one. Okay, that was the end. I forgot. So about that. yeah, okay. this one. I don't know, but you got anything that stood up? Um, Carrie's entrance and exit. To the to the apartment, Marsha was like, oh, "Go, yeah. girl, and send your ass out the back. Give me that bag. Empty, take, t- search her, and then t- and then escort her out." I was like, mm, "I gotta mm. say, I do like that Marsha's back, and <laughs> we're seeing, um, you know, her her side of like not taking any shit." Um, yeah, Carrie, I don't know what Carrie thinks she's going to accomplish uh, with any of this. I mean, all... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I... S- like send an email to 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 Ken, because he's sort of nice, and just say, hey, look, um, I don't want to... I assume she has a job with Raystar, technically. She did. Like, hey, oh, could I get a yeah. buyout? A severance package. You know what? Yeah, that would have been a good like, idea. Because she thinks like that she's gonna be cut into the will. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess, but in her mind, anything was possible. So we are skipping over her hilarious audition tape, by the way, which I don't wait. remember which episode it was in. What? Wait, it was when Logan was live. Oh, and then everyone was roasting that tape. <laughs> Remember that, and then Logan comes in. What you guys watching? And then it's like loaded on your computer, Hugo. That's loaded right. Up, and then, and then Aud- to auditioning. Up. Auditioning. He tried to close a window real quick. <laughs> this show, the like the I'm t- like the mix between the comedy and the drama, so perfect. Yeah, she was auditioning to be an anchor, right? Yes, and it was awful, and nobody wanted to tell her she was shitty. And then Greg Dog had to go in there. <laughs> right, like, yeah. 
I don't even remember what episode that was. I but, think that was either three or four, definitely. Yeah, that had me cracking up. Um, or no, from this episode two, I guess probably. Yeah, I, I definitely died. remember her getting pushed out. Um, yeah, so this was mainly memorable for, in my mind, for her getting pushed out and that underline, and then Ken's like, "Well, if if he wrote it, then maybe I, I I'm supposed to be the number one. I mean, he's the underline. I'm here well, in the letter." Uh, uh, if he wrote it's it, like, it okay. then yeah, I mean, yeah, and then uh, everyone, you know, all right, for, everyone starts their stuff. Five but. was the one in Norway. Jojo's retreat, um, and where Kendall and him are um, negotiating the the share price. Um, sorry, just reading this. No, and that was also like they brought their top level people, and then they were supposed to like. It was interesting that like everyone evaluations on them. Everyone at Waystar was clearly very intimidated from the jump, and everyone at Gojo is very confident and cocky. Um, I mean, I get that like, you know, Gojo has like startup vibes, and they've been really successful. And they're young and cool and hip and probably very well educated, but I don't know. Wait, like Waystar, like they've been in it. Like they, right? Know, I, I get what you're like saying. It's like knowing why, why knowing how they? something should work theoretically versus knowing how something should work in practice. Yeah, like why aren't you in there talking about like we're the big dogs on the block? But they were worried about those like. They remember they had the bios. Oh, this guy was in the Winter Olympics and all this and like. <laughs> Yeah, they they were definitely nervous going into it. I, well, okay, I see I see your point as like them coming in, but I guess the fact that Gojo was buying them had them feeling insecure sure. because they didn't know whether or not they would be there post post purchase. Yeah, but still, it's like if you're like they should still be confident that they can get another job if they're fired during a merger that's yeah that's a good point too um like yeah i don't know i guess that's my takeaway is like how much they were so insecure yeah yeah they really were they were like it was it was uh it was maybe a little over the top i don't i don't think it would have been quite you know that extreme like yeah. all, all of them being so nervous about it. But, um, but yeah, they were. And that actually, you know what? <laughs> if it, if it had been warmer, it definitely would have been given that, uh, like mid, midsummer vibes. What? The, the <laughs> if they movie weren't. Or the... No. Yeah. The movie, just like them being the movie there. Where people are killed with truly. Yeah. Like, Oh man, who knows, Matt? I, Cause this is the episode. This is the episode where Matson starts talking about he was sending blood to people, right? Yeah, that, I mean, these writers, I really wonder if that's a real thing they heard about someone doing. Just the, I mean, like, the whole, the whole, Skarsgård did a great job. The way he's like, and you know, so then maybe I was like a little too excited and perhaps I started sending her blood. And maybe I was sending pints of blood. It's like, what? <laughs> That is such like. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say some of this, but um, I 
say someone who's not used to dealing with uh, other people that that <laughs> yes. much. Yeah. <laughs> like it was ridiculous, just the way that woman Ebba was treated the whole time too. Like that shit was crazy. I like too that she's just like, yeah, I've been taking notes and re- recording a lot of this. So, mm-hmm. but then she's still working with him, right? She should just ask for a big settlement and bounce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, we should we should shout out uh, Skarsgård because he's been. I mean, he's definitely more present in this season, mm-hmm. and uh, he's knocking it out of the park as well. Oh yeah, a, a great great addition to the cast. I mean, the only um, person no, there was the only other big name that came on that was like didn't you know Adrian Brody didn't even do much. I don't even yeah, know why was, it had to I be Adrian impressed. Brody. Like was that was impressed. weird. That could have been anybody. Like why did like yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to six. Um, called... Wait, wait, wait. Did anything? Wait, did anything else um, notable happen? I mean, the blood well, there, at the end reveal... when Kendall and Rome are on like that mountain with. Oh, Madsen that was that episode too, man! Rome... So much is packed into these episodes. Yeah, Rome finally grows a backbone. It's like you know what? You're not talking shit about my dad anymore. Like, yeah, I can't deal it. I can't take it anymore. You know? Yeah, I've been watching like. Um, in the lead up to the finale, I was um, I've been watching some of the episodes here and there, not in any particular order, but like I guess I didn't pick up on it before that much. But Roman, yeah, he really still idolizes his dad. Yes, yeah, because it it comes up like a lot, a lot more than I remember. Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, he's the. He, out of all of them, he's probably the most, yeah, this sounds bad, but like maybe the most easily manipulated and intimidated by Logan. Like, like Logan, he, he'll, he can get to all of them, but Roman's definitely the weak link out of the three, the weakest link. Um, I mean, even going back to, you know, Kendall's vote, Logan was like, put your hand down. And he's like, okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, I just scratching my head. <laughs> yeah, I actually I think that's what he said. Something like that. I did, oh, yeah, I think, he did, I think he did say something like that. Alright, let's we gotta move on. Let's move to six. Um Okay. Living Plus. Oh. Yeah, you know, I didn't like this one, I gotta say. Uh, I feel like this was yeah, like the worst of the season probably. Um as I'm scanning this uh summary um okay i'm seeing this is where roman impulsively fires the head of waysart's film division and, and jerry, also jerry right? yeah yeah and okay so that that stands out then like jerry in his conversation where she's like are you fucking kidding i'm so good for you Right, and you she's like, and, and like taking you to the top, man, and you in particular, and not necessarily because of the romantic connection, but like I've been here, like I still fight, I still fight for this company and you guys after everything that's happened. You're firing yeah. me. Yeah, I I agree. Like that that one, she was yeah, she was uh, completely shocked and was like, "This little shit." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, shouldn't be too surprised. 
No, I mean he's he's yeah. Throughout the series, he's shown that he's a super emotional person and a little shit. Exactly. So like that that is who he is. She already knew. I mean, you know who he is already. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. He just never had any like real power. I guess. I mean, he did crash that satellite or whatever, but. Yeah. It is interesting that that pretty quickly blew over. It's like uh, like a company could go out of business for that. I guess they're pretty well diversified. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's. I do want to move on. Seven is called Tailgate Party. Um, oh, this is the election party. Yeah, this was this was the the heavy hitter. Um, this was the one I was texting you about the argument uh, with Shiv and Tom, and then that yeah. scene with like Matson lurking in the background, and then like creeping up, like you know. The, it, no, I this know isn't the election. Me, you know? No, no, no. This is before the election because that's in because episode eight is America decides. No, 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 but this was the, didn't they have, the, the party is election eve party, though. Okay, yeah, so probably, yeah, okay. So election yeah, eve. and Matson was, like, lurking in the back, like, um, an alien, yeah, an alien. Yeah, okay, you're right, like, you're like right, blending invites in. Matson to the party in hopes of yeah. Gordon and her brothers, yeah, so she invited him. Yeah, and poor Tom gets, I mean, I guess you could make a verb out of it, he gets fucking shivved the whole episode, I mean, she does what she's been doing, the, the whole series, just been, like, Talking shit about this man to his face to everybody I'm else. I'm surprised it's taken us four, covering this for four seasons before that pun came out. <laughs> I mean, like he finally said it too. He's like, "You've been telling everybody that will listen that I'm getting fired." <laughs> He's like, "What's this? What's happening here?" <laughs> yeah, Tom. Poor Tom. But yeah, this is when yeah. they find out that the. Gojo's inflating numbers in India. I feel like that was strangely uh, inconsequential yeah. at the end of things. Yeah. <laughs> Again, seems like something that could bring down a party, or sorry, a company. Yeah. Everyone of consequence knows about it. Yeah, that was a surprise. Like, they brought it up. Like, <clears throat> honestly, that was something now looking back on it is like what was the point of even bringing that up because it didn't do anything i mean yeah in that moment i think it gave shiv a little leverage mm-hmm. but then it's never really exercised and then the brothers like double team uh ebba to get it out of her i mean even if that's true they still have the money. They still have whatever the stock market says they have, essentially. Um, it's in their interest. I mean, is it really in their interest to like release that publicly and then tank the company? Uh, no. Well, it was in his interest. At that time, it was in Kendall's. It's also right? surprising that he wanted to fall through. would tell anybody about that. Yeah, but the guy is, is uh, he's loose, man. He's a, 
He's loose cannon. Yeah, he's a loose case. All right. Uh, episode eight, America Decides. Um, this episode stressed me the fuck out. Yeah, these last three definitely stressed me out quite a bit. This is where Shiv tells Tom about her pregnancy. Um, and also, oh yeah, this is the whole thing where it's like, if we call the election for Mencken early, probably, I mean, even if there's issues with the count in certain states, people will probably just go along with it. Yeah. And so they try to negotiate with him to do that, but... You know, as they were doing that, I'm like, yeah, wh- like, why? Like, okay, you want to do this so that he'll put the kibosh on the uh, the Gojo takeover. But, like, you need to get a guarantee from that in anything more substantive than just words over a phone. Um, because, yeah, like, as we saw, like, what would stop him from just reneging? And now he's president. Exactly. So you don't like that? Uh, why am I even taking your this meeting? Like, fuck off. Yeah. It's it's that one. I guess they were just hoping that he would be a, a man of his word in the end, right? Um. Well, again, it's telling about like how Kendall and Rome think they're these big movers and shakers, but they don't really know they don't know the nitty gritty and it would be interesting to see and you know I wouldn't rule out that HBO would do some sort of spinoff of this um, to see a prequel series about um, oh, Logan get down with the Logan prequel, coming yeah. up in like I don't know 70s 80s oh yeah I would watch that I mean I would honestly probably watch um, not a real series but like a series, like a web series, like 10-minute videos of Disgusting Brothers, if they wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, their um, they're misadventures out and about in New York. <laughs> yeah, but I, not like full episodes, you know, like little, little episodes. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, look, um, what's that dude's name? I want to say Cat Hiddleston, but that is definitely not his name. Who's the actor who played Tom? Wow, that's John... a good one. Who is Cat Hiddleston? Who played Jon Snow in Game of Thrones? I was thinking, uh, I, I don't know. Kit, no, it was Kit. Kit something. Kit Harrington. Yes, there you go. Cat <laughs> Hiddleston. Tom, Tom, Tom Hiddleston is a real yes. person, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, he pitched a Jon Snow series to HBO, and they, they're doing it. So, Oh, really? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No, I did not. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. I've got more questions I'll ask you later, I guess. I'm going to look into this. Um, um, but, I, I mean, I don't know that Succession gets the ratings that Game of Thrones did, so... It's a tough sell, probably. It's a but... good question. I mean, it definitely gets the uh, critical acclaim and the news stories, but does it get the ratings? I don't know. I don't know. 
All right, let's move on to episode nine, Church and State. This is the funeral episode. Um. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Back to this one. Wait, oh, wait. Yep. Eight, eight was also when the brothers discovered Shiv's uh, deception. Was it? Yeah. It was in that boardroom right before they called it when they found out that she was working backdoor deals with Madsen. Wait, how did they find out? Greg Dog told them. Because Greg, yep. Greg was on King... Uh, was Kendall Kenro? ponders backing Kenro. Jimenez that was who they were? for his family's sake, but learns from Greg that Shiv is working with Madsen. Yeah. And she had she had threatened Greg earlier. I don't remember how he found out. I think he was when he was hanging out doing weird shit. That's right. Greg has it's like I danced with an old man. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, there's been this whole world that Greg has been involved with that we only caught glimpses of. And it sounds really interesting. Yeah, Matt, Matt's getting getting freaky at night, Dan- making Greg dance with old men, giving out pints of blood, like. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we get want, <laughs> want, want this guy running too much shit. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, episode nine, funeral. Um, I will say right off the bat, um, uh, Roman falling apart after trying to, that's what stood out to me the most because yeah, even though he's a pretty big asshole, I felt a lot of compassion for him there. Yeah, so so did I. I mean, his whole pre-grieving thing. I pre-grieved, I pre-grieved. He'd been saying pre-grieved for like four episodes. And then it finally hit him in this one. It's yeah, like, when he's like, is he in there? Yeah, that is he in there killed me. Yeah. Like, oh, man. He's like, crumbled into a, a little boy, you know, and I mean, yeah, he's had it. I was about to say he's had it hard, but like, they have an emotionally abusive father, certainly. Yes. Um, did, a, did he get it the a worst? Terrible mother. Yeah, father and mother. Yeah. Um, did he get it the worst? Maybe. Um, it seems like he maybe can't handle it as well as the other three? Yeah. Maybe not. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but he's also the one that's still <clears throat> to the end, like 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 you said before, like still um, m- most idolized their father and still put him on this pedestal no matter what he did. Like even when <laughs> that the end of the episode, that betrayal, and he was like, why shouldn't I do it? And Roman was like, because of love? And he's like, fuck that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I still go back to... I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about this finale a lot just in this past week, just because I've been really uh-huh. excited about it and like, what are they going to do? But like in season one, where he complains to someone that, yeah, my older brothers used to lock me in a dog cage. Oh, yeah. And then he brings it up in front of them. He's, and they're all surprised. So like, Connor's like, you liked it. You liked it. Connor and Kendall said that. Yeah. Yeah, you you liked, you liked asked us to do that. Because you thought it, like, you wanted to be a dog. Like, 
that is such a real moment and like it's so weird and you can picture it mm-hmm. and it's still unclear who's actually right and what actually happened right but there yeah. i would say in that moment their support connor and kendall's surprise about it is probably means that he did actually like it i would agree yeah, Roman is definitely a person who has a, a difficulty maintaining healthy relationships. <laughs> yeah, um, and so in that way, you know, like that's hard. Like, look, these people are rich. People in real life are rich. It, you know, it doesn't mean that you know they're not allowed to deal with emotional pain and all that stuff that people go through you know it's not like you shouldn't have sympathy for someone just because they're rich right um life can be hard for for anybody and yeah not having uh you know a home does make it more difficult but you know there's levels to this 11 I will take you to the next level. Join me. Oh man, I'm looking forward to six Stranger Things tonight. But Vecna, I just want that show to be over. To be honest, <laughs> what? what? Why? I'm gonna watch it, but I'm like, can this just end? Why? Are you scared of Vecna? No, I, 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 I just want it to be. Over. It is a lot, but I mean, there's spinoff, like multiple. I'm gonna spin-offs. watch, but they might do. Like they might only do like four like really long episodes or something four, like that. Like hour and a half yeah. episodes like that. Uh maybe two hours. That's like the uh BB BBC style, right? Sorta, like yeah. With that Sherlock and all that. Oh, Sherlock's great, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sherlock was three ninety minute episodes per season. Right. Yeah, maybe something like that. Alright, finale with open eyes. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, so give going into it. What was your prediction for the finale? Um, I mean, as we texted about, like I, I did sort of sit on the fence, um, saying that it was going to be either really dark or like really funny. They, in my view, went more middle ground, uh-huh. which I should have known. Um, and it, it, I, I liked that the ending gave the sense that the stuff is still going to go on and like the crazy adventures are still going to be happening for years and years with, with, yeah. with these crazy fucked up people. And I like that. I mean, I like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like that. Like how it ended. Yeah. I don't know. Is it going to go on? But this uh, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, Tom's like running shit, sort of. Kendall, like, Ken- we've seen Kendall in this moment. Like, and, and shout out to Colin. Like, so as I, I, I told you earlier, like, I was really afraid when, um, when Kendall swam out into the ocean in the middle of the episode yeah. when he, they were in Barbados, that he might drown or something. Like, I think they they gave so yeah I'll say that like so that's an allusion to the accident I think that I realize in retrospect okay um I had to fast forward a little bit 
to see that he was still in the later part of the episode. Um, and the fact that all of his grand plans kind of fell down because Shiv was like, you know what? I don't actually think you're like, you told us that you killed somebody and you right. got away with it. And I do really, really like that. They, the show didn't let him off the hook for that. Mm-hmm. And he got some semblance of comeuppance about it. And, you know, the last shot or scene where he's just dejected walking around, um, looked like um, Battery Park. It did. But Colin's like, you know, 30 feet away watching him. I, it's the, the read on that, I, which I think is pretty clear, is that, you know, would he jump over, jump into the river, the accident, the drowning, you know, all that. Like, but he's not going to be allowed to drown or anything because Colin, like, he has to live this. He has to deal with this shit because Colin's not going to let him die. It's his meal ticket. Right. Yeah. It was. So, sorry, that's all my. What, 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 did, what was your read on everything? What stood out? Um, that final. <clears throat> excuse me. Well. Oh yeah, so the previous episode when Roman goes out and gets like beat up in in like the the protests, like the the violence that erupted in the city sort of post election, right? Um so then he just kind of flees. So what what was standing out to me is you know, this there well, first of all, it was like, oh, when they found out how I sometimes you forget about the just their wealth, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes I do forget about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they just find out where it was, okay, I'll be there. But it's not like he's like downtown <laughs> and they're uptown. Yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> well, he was he was with his mom, with his mom. So I'm like, okay, her, like, she lives in England, in the Caribbean, yeah, right? I that's what I was thinking too, but I forgot she said that like clear the air thing in the Caribbean afterwards. What she was inviting everyone to, well, and everyone I laughed it as it part off. of some negotiation in a different season that she got like the Long Island mansion or something. There was a negotiation about properties that did happen, but I don't remember the specifics. You're right, that did happen, but I don't, I don't know. But that, I mean, that just like, oh yeah, I'll just hop on the jet and be down there with with my three people that yeah. with me at all times. I See love that. Like, hours, Mom. She also is like this guy she's married, like use that as an opportunity to pitch with his buddy who they're yeah. in on some, like what was the company they wanted to do? <laughs> it, it, something about it, like flip flops or something. It was weird. I didn't even understand what they were trying. It's an app, like, it's an app for flip flops. That was pretty funny too. Like the, just the the comedy that they throw in here is yeah, it's, it's so good. But um, but that part like really stood out to me. Even um, you know what the <clears throat> the Greg and Tom fight in the bathroom, the betrayal that Tom felt when Greg told. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like that people immediately snitched on Greg. <laughs> <laughs> After he helped them, um, yeah, but that. But was I real, guess that's in keeping because like they, they were, always they feel that members. he's just disposable. I guess. I mean, Tom, right. Tom does too. 
Yeah, I guess in the end, right? He but had him he doing did all say, that weird stuff. You know, didn't Tom say like he he's gonna keep him around? He did say it. That so, that is you know. like clear, and it might be an intentional homage to um, the end of season one of The Wire, where Daniels realizes that Sidner had been snitching to um, to Burrell. Yeah, and he still keeps him on because. He's like, now that I know that you fucked me over that time, I bet you're really never going to fuck me over again. Yeah. Which uh, I don't necessarily agree with, but. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like Tom at this point doesn't really need Greg, but. Eh. He doesn't, but I think it's nice for him to have somebody around. I mean, he likes, he just... I mean, he, he likes bossing him around and bullying him. He does. It likes... He likes... <laughs> he likes everything about like having all that power over Greg. Like, remember the election night? Like, I need you Gregging for me. I need you Gregging for me tonight. I don't, like, and then Greg is like, I don't want to Greg tonight. That's so depressing that he Greg's <laughs> used to that at, at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know, I you know, it's that, you know, this, this watching this last season and the last episode has, has made me think about the first season a lot. And like, I mean, damn, we're introduced to Greg by him, like being a mascot at a theme park and like uh-huh. getting sick and throwing up in the costume and freaking out. So gross. I mean, like you're saying, that's hilarious. Yeah. But also pretty sad. Yeah, poor Greg. Yeah. Oh, we did. <clears throat> you know what else? If I back it up to the funeral yeah. scene, I thought um, Uncle Ewan's eulogy oh, was pretty impressive. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you got oh, some that more was... insights into logan that was amazing um i'm glad that they brought like basically every good character every notable character back for like a little bit in these last few mm-hmm. episodes um that i mean look james cromwell has been a very successful and great actor going back to the 70s um that was like I mean, he's so compelling, like the way he did yeah. that. The story is interesting, but his delivery is like so, so amazing to watch. Couldn't take my eyes. Didn't didn't pull up my phone oh, just to see that. to see All that. Right. No, 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 no one texted me. Um, no one wants to friend me on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I. Uh, technically, I'm private on it, but um, but I will be posting about this this episode after it goes up. So, I'm sure, that will turn around. That's right. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, sorry. But did you want to say anything about that? No, I just that? I just thought it was. Uh, I mean, we did find out the origin of the rose, the rose story, um, the rose sadness. You found out like. The more more details of it, I I don't know if it was specifically mentioned, and I just missed it the whole series. But I didn't realize that that was the brother's story that they were sent during World War Two. 
I was always like, how they end up in Canada? The bro- you mean him explaining that they're about Ewan how they're and Logan. Yeah. put on that boat to go right. over? To, yeah. Because I know they talked about them growing up in Canada. Did, uh, I, I, didn't, I, I just didn't. I feel like they mentioned that it had something to do with the war, though, before. I, I don't know. I think I, I mean, I the detail is, is great because, like, yeah, it's like kids being in the lower hold of a boat and being told that if you move, we'll all die. Like, yeah. Jesus. God, growing up, growing up at any point, basically before, like, I don't know what, 1990 is inherently traumatic <laughs> for <laughs> any kid. I would agree. Yeah. But particularly before 1952. Yeah, that was. That was a lot. Um, so is your, sorry, was your read on the Rose story is that somehow Logan got polio and gave it to Rose, his sister, but even though he survived, she didn't? Yes. Okay. That, that was it. And Logan, and there was no definitive proof that Logan had brought the polio to her according to what Ewan was saying, but it was always believed that that was the case by Logan and like other family members, but it wasn't like a hundred percent. So he was sort of not blamed outright, but subtly. Yeah. So he, he always blamed himself. He definitely blamed himself. Yeah. And it seems like from the eulogy, Ewan was like, yeah, and my aunt and uncle didn't do anything to dissuade him from that belief. So it's just like, yeah, they let him continue to think that he was responsible for her death. When was he? I don't know. Nobody really knows for sure. But yeah, he that he'd just been carrying that with him all those years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you know what else stood out from the last episode, which I never, also never thought about specifically, I think even at all, was uh, Kendall's kids not being his kids. Oh, yeah, that came out of nowhere. I was like, what? Say what now? I, <laughs> and I was like, damn, did I miss like a snippet of, of conversation from like something in season two that sort of alluded to that? I mean, obviously, his daughter is. Oh wait, oh wait, no. His no, the daughter is fully adopted. Which you know what? I always well, but knew Lava that is presumably is he... I Southeast think I Asian always... background. Yeah, his daughter you know, clearly, I... or I would guess, is as well. Right. His son so I is always thought white. it was possible. Yeah, but, it was but just clearly weird. the son's mom is well. Okay, so who are they saying is adopted? Uh, the daughter. Okay. Daughter was adopted. I feel like daughter was adopted by Rava before. But the son being they met. like superficially straight up white doesn't make sense if Rava is Southeast Asian. So Roman yeah, saying that okay, Ra- Rava cheated on you, and one of like your children isn't yours. But which one would it be? Well, technically, both of them. But which one is the cheat the cheating child? Oh the boy. But why is he white then? Man, 
don't know. It it, it confused me. <laughs> I mean, maybe there were just rumors around the time, and Roman did that just to push his buttons. I mean, Roman is a button pusher. Absolutely. So, so yeah, I could see that, but um, but yeah, that I I could absolutely see Logan and Roman having those conversations. Logan talking about man. Not not in the same way that he's like, you got these two randos hanging around, but just like, you know, these aren't like blood blood ties that we have. Like, I don't know. It would come up in like a weird, they would say it in like a, some strange way. Yeah, you know? I mean, <laughs> it, it isn't like Logan. I mean, okay, he had his circumstances. He felt that he learned how to conduct business and conduct his interpersonal relationships in a certain way to get what he wanted. And uh-huh. it did work. Just, I mean, quote unquote. So, but it is still weird, a little weird that he felt so comfortable to manipulate his kids, to use them in any way. I wonder who did he love? Did he love anybody? Like, really, love to the point where he would sacrifice something that he held dear to protect them. Hello. Can you hear me? Did I drop? Okay, I may have dropped. Well, that's fitting. I guess we'll wrap this up. This for this podcast, drink something, drink something green.